Hello and welcome to Turbo, a Soccer Rangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general. Who are we? Well, I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. And I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. And I think that's literally all of us at the moment. What? I was expecting more. What the hell? What's going I know, on I'm... here? Where is everyone? They're gone. Where where'd they go? Lost in the void, probably again. I mean, Cole oh. probably went and smelled a donut or something like that and ran off after it. And <laughs> I mean, who knows what happened to Amy? I mean, sometimes she just goes and runs off in a Kazatch outfit and just. I, I still don't believe Amy is actually real. And I think it's just you making the voice the entire time. <laughs> I've no, I don't think I've ever heard you inter. I don't think Amy's ever interrupted you or you've ever interrupted Amy. And thus, I think you are her. I haven't. I can't see anything. I'm blind. Mm-hmm. I read Braille. It's hard. <laughs> it's the thing I do, though. I, I have. I'm just. I've got no sight. Add that to the list of minorities you pissed off. <sighs> are are they minorities? Are blind people minorities? They're. They are a minority sect of uh, the population, so yes? I guess, technically. So are left-handed people. I don't know what you're getting at here. Hey, 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 do not start insulting us lefties. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got stuff in common. Yeah, yeah, fuck, sure, whatever. Yeah, we'll go with that. Fuck it. Maybe he'll show up, maybe he won't. Who knows? All right. Um, Yeah. How do we start this? How do we segue into things? Uh, well, I, I think that um, you would probably go and start by saying we have some big news to talk about. And we have some big news to talk about. You're right. Yes. Uh, Bowsetta. Bowsetta? Bowsetta? Bowsetta. Yeah, because it's it's Peachette when it's... Toadette, though. Yes. So it doesn't make sense. It's Toadette becomes a peach and such as Peachette. Thus... Bowser becoming Peach would be uh, Peacher. Peacher. Yeah, pals, that really does sound better, doesn't it? <laughs> Even though yeah, it makes good, no yeah, sense. Yeah. Be, <laughs> if anything, it would be Bowser and Toadette becoming the same thing. Across yeah. It. So, um, anyways, so with that, I have to say Bows, Bowser's from Nintendo. Nintendo's a gaming corporation. Corporate gaming corporations is Sony. Sony's doing stuff. Sony's they're crossing. They're crossing Peach and Bowser. Bowser's doing crossplay. Segway complete. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I am fascinated by Bowsette. The bigger news that came out this week is that Sony is finally uh, lowering uh, the blast shields and allowing for access to their servers to go to one particular game. But considering the way that things went with a game like Rocket League and what that led to for other consoles, this is probably the start of something much bigger. So yes, Fortnite is now going to be available for cross-play with everything else, which surprises us for a number of reasons and is big news for a number of reasons. But Actually, uh, Well, the big thing is... Um, I was almost surprised when I learned that PlayStation 4's because this is Fortnite that it wasn't crossplay. That yeah. is, is actually in fact locked. And that was big news. That became big news. And I think that's part of it. Where Sony has been doing so well in such a way that it is almost phenomenal how well they are doing. Um 
I mean, the 50% point... market share in a concept or in a console generation is huge. Yes. No. Yes. Like from where, from where they were last with their last last console of how PS3 was significantly behind on everything and how far they've gone from this to the point where uh, the whole console war thing is not really a thing anymore, where it is just PS4 is dominated in such a way that it has pleased both hardcore gamers and mass markets. Yeah. And everything that they've done has just been like all their uh, single player exclusives that is a thought to be a dying genre of game. All they've done is like smashed it out of the park with their God of War and their most recent Spider-Man, which has had nothing but phenomenal reviews. Yeah. I haven't seen anyone upset about that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's they're on top. And the only thing that has been like a negative thing about them is the fact that they like not only um, didn't cross play with uh, Fortnite, they also locked your account so that if you had a Fortnite account, you also were locked. And if you had it on PS4, it was locked to PS4, unlike every other account, which you could move around. So they did not, they both did. Uh, not do uh, sharing or, or crossplay, but they also locked your account to your Sony account if you ever opened it on that. So, but that's the thing with the, them doing so well and being up there so well. They then it was almost expected, but I guess maybe that's the point of like they're trying to please everyone and they're listening to mm-hmm. outcry, and that was a big one. And thus they're like, oh, people don't like this. Let's do what they want. Yeah. Thoughts? I don't know. Thoughts? It's I, I, I feel like we need to go and uh, address the uh, elephant in the room here. Uh, oh no, uh, that's a mistake. Um, I know it looks big like an elephant, but it's actually cool. <laughs> Wasn't quite what I meant. Fuck but, you! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Holy... hey, hey! Just because yeah, you go. look like a dead tree doesn't hey. mean that you can do. Hey. A dead tree, like an ant? Ah, I was an ant. So, uh, no, no, you're not. You're not an ant. An ant looks like a a tree. You're a dead. That's a tree. You said a tree. Cole, they're both trees. Dead tree. Uh, So, uh, ant. So he's a dead uh, ant. What you're saying? Yes. uh, A quick story. Uh, In science class, we were all asked to be. uh, We all had like pretend to be things. We're like given a like. You're going to be a plant. You're going to be this. And it was all whole like a biome study kind of thing what and everyone was, uh you weren't yes yeah, is high school anyways so uh in the class yeah. i was asked to be a plant uh and i was just like fuck it i'll be an ant <laughs> the teacher was just like well you're this you're this and she looked at me and like you're an ant she was she she knew what an ant was so she was she was all up in the fantasy and she was just like oh my god why like she gave, she gave me she was like you're allowed to be an ant because impressive for actually thinking of that and becoming uh, a fantasy creature that's a tree but still a plant. But then, yeah. So that's that's my story uh, of how I, when I was assigned to be some kind of plant, I made it and thus still having characteristics as a human and I could just act like a human and it was pretty funny. Everyone else had to act like plants. They're just like, I was like, fuck, I'm an ant. I just gotta move slowly. Do you remember, do you remember Mr. Kirk? Yeah, of course, Mr. Kirk. Did you guys have to 
do the trial of Brutus? What? Cole, I was in your class. Okay, I could remember. It's been years. <laughs> do you remember what? Do you remember how? Do you remember the person who was the prosecution? Um. Oh, I, I would just and like how, everybody listening in Radio Land to understand what has happened here. Oh, okay. we're all so, alive. Okay. So, Cole so. has assumed the place of dominance here, and it's fully Sorry. confident. And Tyler cannot go and get his hands out of his or get his head out of his hands. He's just been broken. No, so uh, this, is this, this is this is still a funny story because it's funny for different reasons. It's this is this is this is a this is a grade nine history. And here's some stories. This is just yeah. just drink along if you listen. Um, yeah. Here's some stories. Everyone already in the class. Everyone realizes they don't like Cole because he's Cole. And it was... I had never said anything in that class, though. You ah, sat on the opposite you... side of the room. I stayed. I quiet. sat behind you. Did and not in history. I sat at the back of the class. No, I sat in the same. I sat near you, didn't I? I swear I did. No. I don't know. I was like, I was like in the center of the class. Anyways, yeah. so um, who prosecuted? It wasn't. I don't remember. Who it was a girl. It was a girl. Yeah, but I remember who fucking. Oh, what was his name? He he was your defendant, Robin and he was his name. No, it was a different. It was another Robin. Yes, yes. He did a horrible job. It was it was disaster. Okay, so the whole thing was it was supposed to be like a mock trial. Uh, Cole was going to be uh, he the, uh, yeah he picked uh, teachers and everything or picked the teacher picked uh, people. Yeah, for what what position they would be in a in a in a uh, uh, a mock oh. trial. And so he was like, when he said Brutus, I was just like, oh no, people are just, he, he's already, he's already just guilty by being him, which is actually very bad. You're not supposed to do that in the court is you're supposed to be innocent to proven guilty. But instantly I saw it. It's just like, everyone thinks he's guilty. He's already going into this being him who people, uh, when, when we play board games and RPG, this is like meta knowledge and player knowledge that you're not supposed to bring into it. But when you're in grade nine, you're all 13 year olds and you don't understand that. So you can't break that away from the people. So they automatically already associate Cole with this, who they all just want to see guilty regardless. Thus, the thing and is, then, is that most of those people I didn't know and I never interacted with. So I never, I was, you, you said things in class that people just would go like this. You might, you might not have known it, but there was that one what? time where you're, you're listening to your music and you just randomly, loudly, very said, I've got shitty music out loud to everyone. Everyone was just did like, Did I say that? I don't you did. remember you that. You fucking did. And everyone just like turned to you and went like, What? Wait, and what? This... <laughs> I think <laughs> we were in the middle of a from... study. I think we were in the middle of studying and we were allowed to listen to our own music at one point. Yeah. And I think I accidentally said that at one point in the middle of it was I wasn't thinking. No, yeah, that happens a lot. You just say things when you're not thinking, and thus that you blurt things out. Anyways, so that's a story. Uh, that was I, I was very how, bad about it. Um, you're still kind of bad about it. Uh, yeah, going back better. another tangent. Okay. Anyways, so immediately uh, when I heard that he was Brutus, I was just juryman number two, and I was just like, "Fuck, I could I could have defended Cole better because I would have pled like insanity or something." Um, but you're. <laughs> Uh, immediately... helped the, the guy who was acting as my defense. Oh my god! Had had learning issues. Hey, nah. He did. He actually admitted that to me. He's like he he was um he, yeah, he, he was, was okay. Me. He was a nice guy, but he was a little bit. He had awkward. issues, kind of like he was an awkward person, and he yeah. all, and he was kind of in like there were metal classes that are like that helping like the little bit extra help. 
I can't remember. Kind of, it's it kind of like DJ. Um, so oh, fuck, he had like this whole thought out plan, and he asked. It got shut down. Yeah, he asked the question of like, "How can I do this?" And then the teacher was like, "Oh no, you can't do that." And he was immediately was just like, "I got nothing." And then sat down and then had no defendant at all. Didn't even try. He just like stopped. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" He had like he looked like he had this weird catch plan that you like see in movies, and then immediately got shut down because it just something didn't fit. And then he just stopped and had no defendant. And I was just like. Oh shit! And then the 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 but uh, also the, the prosecutor is really yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, she was like she was one of those uh, really preppy prepared female students that just has like high grades and a tight asshole. Um, <laughs> so not in the good way. They're just tight asshole themselves. Um, like, but they somehow still have a stick up there, stick up their ass. Um, that kind of lady. And immediately she just like has a whole bunch of notes and just like bullets through all the and just was like and no i i couldn't get a word in edgewise no you couldn't nothing she 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 i would say i would say a word and a half a word and then she would interject immediately yes like to to the point where my brain went backwards and i'm like which is easy which is easy to do actually uh back then it was extremely easy to do still easy no it's not Yes, it is. <laughs> you, you. What happens is you fight this point, and then you forget what your starting point is, and then you change it halfway okay, through. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You do because that. I, I could because I, because I start to agree with the person who's arguing with me, so I take about half of it, and so yeah. my point changes halfway through. <laughs> so, uh, what happened is like, even I'm going there. I'm like, uh, they taught us in in history going through. We're not allowed to know what happens after because actually Brutus killing Caesar helps over time like in the long run it was a good thing but we can't say that because everything in the moment caesar was like good uh, he was dead he got killed a week ago is i think is what it was yeah so it's just like everyone <laughs> blames brutus for killing this guy that everyone liked and there's really no evidence like i, I, I when you think back it doesn't make sense because there is no way for him not to have a defendant like anything you can defend in the court of law is like he murdered someone that's a lie. It doesn't matter what reasons he murdered someone for. He murdered someone, even if it was in the long run going to be good. But in the court of but, law, but I think I think it was the, it was the, I think that what it was is that that Brutus himself wasn't solely responsible and could have gotten off on a lesser charge. That's true. There was a group of, of the them. senators because of the senators. Yeah, you all fucking Cause, stabbed because 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 Brutus was the one who stabbed him last. Yeah. So that was what. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think, I, I think back on that actually quite a bit. Like that's one of the memories that always comes up, and I think, fuck, if I would defend, I could defend you way better in the ways mm. of just like, I. So I would have made you plead insanity or, um, not being, guilty on basis of insanity, something like that. Insanity or incompetence. Mm. So if if you went with I don't think you I think you I don't think you let me do that if I would say that you're just I would I would let you I, at that point I think I would have let you gone with insanity not incompetence I think incompetence would have played way better people would be like no he's because then I would say because uh, people would still be pulling in the 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 meta aspect of it of like who they know mm-hmm. you as a person that's why you're already instantly guilty before you even went to trial because everyone yeah was just like, I kind of had this feeling that as soon as I got picked for fucking Brutus I was like. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's, 
They, yeah, so I think if I made it went down the incompetence thing of like that, then people would have been like, oh, we can't make him guilty because he's too incompetent to be the one in charge. We got to find the real killer. He's just a guy, he's a scapegoat. So, uh, he, that's that's how I would have defended you, and you would have been left off with a light sentence at least, or maybe even no sentence. Um, so who knows? But- but nope, I got someone who didn't who had one plan, and then when that plan f- fell through, I was boned. Yeah, no, it was it was it was like spectacularly horrible of how it did. He was like standing, he was just like, oh, "I want to do it this way," and then the teacher was like, "No, that doesn't work." And then he was just like, he looked shook. He was physically shook, with like eyes open, going, "Uh, I've got like nothing." He, like he'd worked on it for like a whole week, yeah. like or two or three days that we had. Or something yeah. like that. He looked like he had like this perfect plan, and then as soon as it didn't work, he just like was broken as a person and just sat down, and just like uh, st- stared away. Oh my god, I, that, uh, that! I'm glad that we didn't get marks for that. Anyways, where were we? We're in a conversation, Rob. Want to pull us back? Pull us back, Rob. You're you're our anchor. You're our you're our keystone. I'm gonna try to go and write this ship, but I gotta be honest, we're already taking on a lot of water. I don't even know what we were talking about to begin with, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, okay, okay. Just to get you caught back up here, uh, real quick, Cole. Oh, I'm yeah, sure might as well fill myself this. in. Hi, I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. There we go. Now we're all caught up. <laughs> all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Now that Cole is here and we're all caught up, uh, yeah, we're talking about how uh, a prediction that I made uh, about two years ago when the podcast was still very young and early. Uh, has finally come true. Okay, and, <laughs> and that, that is... involving that involving crossplay with consoles, PCs, mobile devices, all that oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Sony has been holding out like crazy on this because Microsoft made a good faith gesture on a couple of games, though even they did not say they were going to do it on everything. Though that's become kind of the de facto on there. Game developers really wanted this. The game makers were going and pushing very hard on this. Rocket League really got things started. That started there. When Nintendo went and came out with the Switch, Rocket League gets announced. Hey, we're doing crossplay. Nintendo's on board. Sony really is the last holdout. And with Fortnite exploding in popularity the way that it has, they've now finally allowed for that game to go and have crossplay with every other device, which I will go and make one quick point here because there was something that surprised me reading every article on this. I did not realize that Fortnite Mobile was being played with the likes of PC and console, which just seems insane to me. Wait, what? They're actually connected? I had no idea, but I've read multiple articles that have said that now. So either I everybody's thought, quoting the wrong information or there's, yeah, apparently. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I had no idea. That's actually kind of cool. Like, we've now reached the point where, you know, mobile cell phone-based gaming can actually go and, you know, provide some level of immersion that's on par with a PC or uh, traditional console. I think PUBG is actually actually doing the same thing, if I was to remember correctly, because I know PUBG has their own mobile app. Yeah, but uh, from what I I read... I don't know if it's connected. It's not connected from what I read because that okay. was the first thought that I had. But they actually call theirs, you know, Player Unknown's Battleground Mobile versus Fortnite. They still just call it Fortnite, okay. which is once again just blowing my mind. But besides the point, there, uh, 
yeah, it's just Sony has finally given in and is allowing for that to happen. And Sony's made two big arguments as to why they haven't done this. And one of them actually has proven some validity because Microsoft's gotten in trouble because of this. Uh, They were concerned about security initially, which now it seems that's no longer a concern largely. Uh, Microsoft, when they initially went and opened up their servers to outside connections, they did run into some issues. There was the hack around last Christmas, but that hasn't seemed to have been an issue since. And even then, no credit card documentation was taken or anything like that. Mm. So that argument seems to have been worked out more or less. And then the other thing was games play best on PlayStation, which, you know, it sounds like a good tagline, but ultimately that's not really a reason not to go and give us crossplay. So even though this is the only game that is going to have this, at least at the moment, this is going to be a cascading effect, the same way that Rocket League was with the Xbox and for Nintendo Switch. So I don't know. It's it's big news for a lot of reasons, because now Sony has taken down the last real barrier. And to the point that Tyler was making at the beginning of this, they have done unbelievably well this console generation not only controlling 50% of the console market this time around, though I do blame Nintendo's incompetence with the Wii U for a lot of that, uh, as well as Microsoft ruining their goodwill with any gamers that went and joined them during the Xbox 360 period. But regardless, Sony controls 50% of that market, and looking at the way that PC sales have been working out the last couple of years... It's still her. It's commanding an even larger market share of gaming than ever, which almost sounds contrary to the way that a lot of people think about this. Like a couple of years ago, we were thinking, oh, PC gaming is almost dead. There hasn't been a major change in the market. There's now all of these companies like EA starting to go and push their own delivery services versus something easy to access like Steam. PC sales have been shrinking for the last decade now. So have they? They have, yeah. No, this last year was the first year that we've actually seen an increase in PC sales in about a decade. But but here's part the question, that, though: is that, is that completed PCs? Yes, that's complete PCs. It's not home builds, but even then, Microsoft's reported a shrinking user base. So even taking home builds into that, it's still a shrinking marketplace. But you also have to remember that gamers, even though it is a big market, is still a minority in terms of the number of computer users that are out there. And the reality is tablets, smartphones, they've basically taken over that landscape. I mean, PC desktop sales have been going down for over a decade. Laptop sales are like cut in half in the last five years. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, so it's... It's a little bit misleading going and just saying that everything is down in that respect. But even going and looking at this last year's increase in PC sales, most of it's because of uh, major corporations that are upgrading their equipment now that Windows 7 is no longer going to be supported by Microsoft in whole. And so they're upgrading to brand new gear, brand new engines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. They're switching over to Windows 10. And even though the gaming market has arguably been up, a lot of people are buying gaming computers now more for college workloads, for video editing equipment. We're seeing more of a growing share in that stuff than we are in actual gamers. It's a fascinating thing looking at the way that things have broken up. And of up. course, there is the the boom. There was that boom about six months ago for video cards. 
Oh God, yeah, because of when it comes uh, from, of, of crypto. Yep, exactly. Yeah, although that's that seems to have thankfully pretty well died off. Thank um, God for that. I think, I think there's a big thing is like because it is, uh, it is simply easier to build your computer nowadays, and most people can do it, and most people know someone who can do it too. It's like, yeah, you go ask ask ten people, and I bet at least two of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say like it's a guaranteed one out of ten people you know is going to be able to build a computer. Well. Uh, it- and as somebody who went through a plus certification back in high school and granted that's been a good long while now since, but it's fascinating. Computers were a thing back then. Yeah, I know. I know. In 1950. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't. I assure you, we were a little bit beyond going and chiseling things in stone at that point. No, I know. Mm-hmm. But didn't you still have to connect your phone to a little special receiver? Yes. Yes, we did. Thank you for reminding me of those days. You had a <laughs> phone. <laughs> no, no, no. He had the, Grant Bell had been dead for five years before I was born. Thank you very much, young whippersnappers. Uh, yeah, he had to. He, he had to. There was a special connector where he he put the earpiece and then he cranked the the phone a couple times to make sure he could keep the signal. Yeah, yeah. And then I went and talked to the operator and asked for Klondike Five, and they went and connected me to Klondike Five. There were a lot fewer people going and using the phones back then. My grandma was a uh, phone operator. Oh, cool! Well, that's cool. Yeah. But is a, is telephone technically a Canadian invention? Alexander Grand Bell? No, no. Well, technically, apparently, they say that no. We did long. It was radio. Radio was long range radio. Well, because he lived in Canada. Well, I don't know. I think he he was living in Canada when he invented it. Because I know there's a whole thing in Nova Scotia. That's where he lived during it. And you can go, there's a whole like Alexander Graham Bell Museum there. Yeah, I don't know. Pseudo-painting. did it in the U.S., so I mean. Because I do know that long-range radio. I do know that long-range radio was invented in Nova Scotia. I do know that. Because heritage moment. Yeah, no, you. Yeah, no, UHF was a Canadian thing, so. That's definitely a Canadian fact that you can take a drink to. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that's a fun one. Um, but yeah, going back to the point of uh, having built computers back in high school. I mean, I still have my original rig, which, Ugh. oh, my God. Like, all original components are in there. Oh, yeah. No, I, I spent over $1,000 building that thing. And I am so proud of my two gigs of RAM that are in there. Because that you was like half the PC room? build. That reminds me of your freaking compact, Tyler, that you used to have. Man, yep. Yeah. Like, I think back now, it was just like, it was my it was a family computer, and then I took it from them. And that, that did a lot. That did a lot for me. It was good. It was a yeah. solid computer. You could, It could break, and it, it was sturdy. That's how I could say. That's the best way of saying it. It wasn't fast. It was a sturdy computer. Mm-hmm. You could do things to it, and it would just like, it might crash, but... It'd come back. <laughs> yeah, it'd be back. It'd be back. It'd just be boo. And like, oh, shit, I did something wrong. Boot it up. Ah, it's all good now. It's fine. <laughs> and it would be good for another couple hours. Like, it lasts, no, longer than hours. Longer well, than hours. you know what I mean. Like, until it, yeah. until you did something wrong again. <laughs> you know. I mean, user error. User error. But it was yeah. like, that, I had that one for a long time. Longer than computers normally should have. Same with my laptop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
No, but having built the stuff back then, and I built an entire computer lab's worth of computers in that class. That was a really fun project. Like that the, was a school project. So this was kind of a weird one. So uh, big shout out to Mr. Marcy, Stu Marcy of Squim High School. Uh, fabulous computer teacher. He actually lobbied uh, Microsoft for a grant, but he didn't want fully built computers. So they were setting up, or I should say they were updating the accounting lab, which had never had computers or anything like that. And they were starting to do Excel courses and all that kind of stuff. A <laughs> in hindsight, really good investment, but he didn't want pre-built computers. We have this fully accredited, got college credits for it, uh, A-plus certification program, which basically doesn't exist anymore. I mean, that certification means nothing. I actually regret the amount of money I put into it to be certified at this point. But what exactly uh, was the certification for? Uh, so it was for computer repair and maintenance. It was kind of like a... Uh, Oh God! What 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 is it for uh, cars? What's that international uh, repair certification for cars? Yeah. Um, journeyman? <laughs> no, no, no. A journeyman, you have to have a lot of hours, just like a regular certification to fix cars. So yeah. Well, I don't think that's a thing up here. Uh, I don't know. It's like uh, ticket. What? I don't know. Is it like a ticket? Basically, yeah. What the heck? Okay. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm going to remember yeah. that later, and it's going to go and drive me absolutely up the wall. Yeah. So, like, uh, any, anyway, so I took this course, and uh, me and my partner uh, went and built computer lab partner, not not lover. Rob, yeah, Rob did not experiment back then. Uh, His <laughs> name was Dave. Him. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing louder than our passion was the hum of the hard drives. <laughs> and those yeah, hard that's why that's why Brianna there. is so confused nowadays. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we built uh, twenty three computers in all over the course of the last month, which was one hell of an accomplishment because it was literally twice as many as the rest of the lab went and put together. Um. Uh, but the thing that's insane about it is computers actually used to be harder to build than they are now. Like oh, yeah. when I built when I built the current rig that I have now, I could not believe on how many things have been simplified on there. How long did you, would you say it built? You took it took you to build this your current computer. My current computer, I built it from unboxing to plugging it into the wall in under 40 minutes. Okay, and that was taking my time because I I had not built a computer in over ten years. Basically, is what it comes down to. I'd worked on and done some tweaking, but I hadn't done a straight up and down build in that period of time. Oh, that's about how long it took me to build my computer. Like once you have the parts, they literally all click into place like nothing. Well, that's the thing, though. That's yeah. what's changed. Yeah. So I started Back taking then, how long did it take? So back then, and we were using really basic hardware. So we were going and using motherboards that had onboard graphics and all that. So we weren't doing anything really special. It was basically just motherboard, jumpers, hard drive, power supply. That was basically the extent of what we were doing with those. Those took us about an hour to get done individually. And 
the reason for that is that even though it was a much more simplified process, and even though you know there was no such thing as uh, modular power supplies, like that blew my freaking mind when I saw <laughs> one of those for the first time. I was like, Wait, what? This was a dream. This this was something all of us were talking about, and the manufacturers told us that's that's never going to happen. There's no way you can go and do that. <laughs> Amazing how what happens in the course of a few years. Um, but back in the day, you used to actually, if you had unused uh, ports for like USB or anything like that, but USB 3, for example. Didn't exist. Going, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, USB 2 was just coming into the marketplace at that point. Mm. And even then, the speeds weren't standardized. So that gives you some perspective on how long ago this was. But whereas USB 3 is all pre-configured in a jumper box, so it just goes and plugs right in. Back with USB 1 and USB 2, you had to go and line it up with the right jumper connections on the motherboard. And the ones that you weren't using, you had to go and have jumper caps put on so that you didn't go and have any static in the line on there that could go and cause errors in the process. So those jumper caps took more time to go and install than the whole rest of the computer. It was a pain in the ass. Then I go and get a hold of all the components to go and build my current PC. And I'm going and unboxing everything. And I'm just like, oh, God, they don't have any of the jumper caps. And then I look at the motherboard. It's just like, wait, what? <laughs> what the hell is this? What is this connection? Oh. USB 3, check the case. Oh. Oh. It's all just, it just all plugs right in like nothing. Just click. click. Exactly. No, it was insane. So I did that when I was going and building John the Mega McHugh's computer, which I think he's got photos up. I'll see if I can go and pull one of them. The case took a long time because I modded it to be Roadhog inspired on there. But the actual assembly for that thing I had done in about 20 minutes on there. I would have had it done sooner if it wasn't for the fact that I had a little accident with the thermal compound and needed to clean that up. <laughs> the funny thing is is that it probably takes longer to download the drivers than it is to install the computer no it's insane Um, there uh, yes and no um there is like it is devishly simple but when something does go wrong since it is so simple if something does go wrong it's complicated to fix. <laughs> it is very just like random and you don't know what it is. Normally it's just like you'll put a part in because that's all. It's only two steps. It's like you put the part in and either you, it, it works or it doesn't. And if it doesn't work, then you have no reason idea why it's not working. And um, sometimes it happens where it's just like you put something in. You're like, that doesn't seem to work. And I have no reason or where to thought why it doesn't work because it's literally a two step process of put it in. Click. So this is a fun one here. So are you familiar with postcodes? Postcodes. I don't no, know. I just, okay, I guess so, not if the word doesn't connect with me at all or anything. All right, unless so, it's something different here. Yeah, no, no, it's it it's the same thing. It's a universal deal. So here's the thing. This is the one thing that has helped me out here because I did have a problem with the Mega McHugh's computer when we first or when I was assembling it. When I tried to go and fire it up, it wouldn't go and boot. It wouldn't mm-hmm. even go and get to the BIOS screen. I'm trying to figure out what it was. Huh. I knew the video card was good because I had taken it out of my computer and put it in his. So something I remembered that I had but have not used since I built my first computer 
is something called a postcode monitor. And basically what it is, it's just a little, it, it almost looks like an old fashioned LCD clock, uh, just really shrunk down. And you connect it to the IO port posts that are on the motherboard, which still exist, which is almost surprising to me. And what it does is it'll go and give you a code on there if it doesn't go and boot, whatever the feedback response is. So I saw postcode eight, cross-reference that to the Asus motherboard that I had on there, check the postcode on it. Oh, it's bad RAM. Hmm. Swap the RAM from my computer into his and it boots up just fine. Okay. Got the RAM warrantied. Wow. Yeah, no, because that's that's the thing that always happens is like uh, you have to just like start trial and erroring and having parts. And then you basically have to like one part at a time, switch it over. And then once you know it starts working, then you know what your bad part is. RAM, that's another thing that is like notoriously bad that will just be broken out right out of the box. Yep. It's like you can just get some RAM you put in your computer and just doesn't work. Yeah. So that's why there is like really good warrant. That's what's great warranty about memories is like if it's broken, you just go, hey, this RAM doesn't work. And they're just like, oh, OK, here, here's a new one. And it's just because it just that just happens. Just that's common. That's the reason why Kingston, Corsair, and Patriot are the only RAM units that I will go and actually purchase anymore, whether it's for my rigs or for somebody else that I know. Because yeah. those guys have the best warranty on that stuff. They actually, um, John's using uh, Corsair RAM. That's just what I got the best deal on. I didn't even need to send them the RAM at first. I went and put in the warranty on there. They mailed me the new RAM and just told me to go and put the old RAM that was broken back into the box and go and send it back with a pre-included shipping label. That was awesome. And they shipped mm -hmm. it next day air, which was also amazing. Yeah, no, Corsair, uh, Corsair is the RAM I use. And uh, it's just like, it's just one of those brands you expect to use. There is some brands that are just like, those are brands you expect and just you like seagate is hard drive yeah yeah that's yeah, just like generic like you use seagate like Cor uh, corsair ram is what i use a lot um yeah and then Intel like Intel processor uh, like that type of thing. um like no. when you think when you think processor a lot of people think eat intel or Sometimes. amd or amd because there is only two that's that's a different case well hold on there's a <laughs> third now what's the third what is this what, so what witchcraft yeah, Qualcomm Snapdragon processor is now being included in multiple laptops. Snapdragon, isn't that like a? I thought that was like a, a like a server one. Is no, that like no, a... that's that's one that you're seeing in a lot of phones these days, and now they're oh, going yeah. into PC development. Oh, I remember. Like, I like Asus. Uh, yeah. Asus is just quality. Ever is since it, it came Asus? out. No, it's uh, a no, it's Asus. Asus, not Asus. Mm. Pronounced to Zeus. That's that's the, another thing about it. It's just like, how do you pronounce it? A A S U S. A Zeus. No, I know you're right. I just wanted to make, bring that up. <laughs> yeah, because uh, then it's like, because then there's Acer, which is like a just a computer built pre-built computer brand. Uh, oh, there oh. was um. Speaking of pre-built computers, there is that new um computer laptop that just came out. What was it called? I think it's from Intel. I'm not sure. Huh. Oh. I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up now. It's been on commercials on TV a like lot. Like Intel's online. making its own computer. Can't yeah, be. I'm. I'm. Hold on. I'm gonna find it because, because uh, I've been because I watch a whole bunch of Twitch. A lot of the commercials that come up are computer related. So 
and that's one that I remember seeing. I got to find it now. Uh, it isn't like the Surface Go or something like that, is it? No. Surface Go. I like my Surface, actually. My Surface has been a solid computer. It is just like... It's still running. It runs games. For being a tablet-based PC, it's surprisingly functional and like a durable and, and fast. Like... I don't know. I've I've been able to play video games on it with no problem. Like I was playing Borderlands on it, and just like Borderlands is not like a easy game to play. So, Especially with cell with the cell shading. Doesn't cell shading make it easier to? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It, yeah. I thought it that. wasn't. Yeah, no, no, no it makes same. it easier because I know yeah, some people happen. that turn off the cell shading and their computer runs better. That's what I well, heard. Well, hold on a second. That you're you're thinking of. Uh, 3D cross shading because cell shading is a mapping technique that uses really low system processing. Yeah. Versus 3D map shading, which can use cell shading assets. That is going and applying a skin over a over a complex uh, geometry. Cell shading is using simple geometry and going and applying a high resolution overlay to it. Yeah. So it's so like that uses very little or very little uh, system processing on there. Yeah. So, yeah. Regardless, oh, yeah. <laughs> video game, yeah, video game tangents again, or computer tangents again. Yeah, it happens. It, it definitely happens. Um. Yeah. <laughs> you had a point to this story about building computers. Yeah, yeah. No, just how easy it is to build them these days is. Yeah, it took me no time to go and build John's unit, and right now I'm working on another one. Uh, for our friend Sierra, because I've got a whole bunch of leftover components that have just been kind of accrued. They're still good, but you know, not cutting edge. So as long as you're not trying to yeah. run anything on you know super high end, it'll still play most AAA games. Yeah, like my computer is already almost six or seven years old. Seven years old, yeah. yeah. And it's like I've had to update some things on it just to keep up with um, VR stuff. But like now, it's you hit a point where your motherboard is a very crucial part of it and then if you ever have to change your motherboard then you have to change your ram and your cpu and then that's just like it's a, just a big chunk and so like you can kind of change or some small stuff in between but like to truly update your computer you gotta like change out all the guts at once to really keep up with that yeah although there's been a bit of a stagnation in the last couple of years that i, I don't know if you've noticed this but just because of how quickly things were progressing when I was in high school, um, at that point, at that point, uh, real uh, consumer available dual core processors were just coming to the market over a thousand dollars and not really functioning all that well because developers really didn't know how to utilize multiple cores. Windows XP was still the king. Vista was just starting to come out and everybody had hated it from the beta when it was longhorn onwards. Mm. Um, but we were looking at a situation on where, uh, uh, Oh God, what was it? Uh, 2.3, uh, gigahertz was an insane concept. What? Everything you're saying is just doubled when I was doing my computer stuff. Yeah, no, that, that's just it. And that's what we all thought was going to happen because 
as I was getting, and I still had, I had opted for a single core processor instead of getting a dual core because there was no real reasonable option for why you would do that. And I was able to get a uh, 3.2 processor single core into my computer for one fifth of the amount of cost that would for a dual core 2.3. It just didn't make sense at that point. And there was nothing even game related that was gonna be benefited from it at the time. Yeah, but when I did that, uh, AMD had just announced a non-server quad-core processor at that point, which ultimately didn't come to market. They ended up going and skipping to the FX generation of chips after that. Mm, but yeah. they were talking about that thing having upwards of four gigahertz yeah. worth of processing power, which, yeah. like I said, never came to market. Instead, they went into the uh, FX chips, and those ones ended up being closer to two. But when you're spreading that across four cores, that's actually still really reasonable on there. Uh, but we thought that things were going to be constantly doubling about every two to three years. And that happened initially for about the first five years after I got out of high school. Because we saw RAM go and jump from an insane consideration was two gigs. Then Windows Vista came out and they heard they allowed up to uh, eight gigs on there. Then Windows uh, 7 came out. That one supported up to 16, then 32 with Windows 8. And now we can get up to 128 with Windows 10. Yeah. But in terms of the actual load that's involved with that stuff, it hasn't actually increased all that much. As we've gone along here, eight gigs of RAM is not only capable of going and sustaining uh full load for Windows 10 just for its regular operating management, but can even go and do still most AAA titles with 8 gigs. Won't run in full spec, but more than enough to be able to run games, even new ones featuring ray tracing like uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, we're still seeing that 8 gigs is more than sufficient to do that. A lot of people upgrade to 16 gigs just for the sake of quote-unquote future-proofing their machines because we haven't seen a memory consumption range change all that much in the last almost five years there's only one game that i can think of that chews through memory like nothing mm -hmm. and that's minecraft <laughs> yeah pretty uh, much but that's that's because it's going and running each one of those assets independently. yeah exactly so, exactly it's a very poorly old, designed and, game in that respect oh yeah exactly yes. i'm just yeah. saying but that's the only game and that's pretty manageable from what i'm hearing i have like, to say um, who who just built the computer I was talking to? And they had, what, 32 gigabytes in it? Yeah, I, I've got 32 and so does John. Yeah, it's like, that seems like the norm now. It's like, so when I built my computer... And RAM isn't even that expensive now, is it? No, it's, I it's, it's still... It's up there. It's come it's down a little bit from its highs, but I it, still it, think there's some collusion in the market. It's, uh... Okay, here's, here's the thing. Uh, when I built my computer, having <clears throat> 8 gigs was normal. Having 16 was like the higher end future proofing stuff and everything was DDR3. Yeah. Now everything's DDR4 and having 16s is like the norm. Having eight is like you can have you can get off with eight, but like having 16 is like average and then having more than that is a future. And 32 is the future proof. Yeah. So I don't think I've ever seen anybody with any more memory than 32. Yeah, there's only a few places that I could think of that might have that, and that's usually used for rendering purposes. Well, that's just it, and that's where you'd find more benefit from having more uh, more RAM. Uh, this is 
Yeah. I, I just also want to talk about like cores too. Um, when I built my computer, having a four core was like, you get away with two, but if you wanted four cores, I was just like average and you could get a six core, but nothing utilized it. So it'd be a very waste of having six cores. But now it seems like people are having six cores and it's becoming more commonplace. So it does feel like things are doubling. So it just took, sorry, five, it took like five or seven years to start doubling things. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Cause we were looking at when I was in high school, we went from uh, 256 megabytes of RAM going and being the industry standard and for developer units to go and be between two to four gigs of RAM. We saw that go and jump from 256 when I was a freshman in high school to going and having uh, 512 going and being the average in the marketplace. So that doubled in under the course of four years on there. And we thought that that was going to continue to happen every four years as the cycle went along. It slowed significantly. And even core clock speeds on, on processors have not jumped up all that much. In a lot of cases, because we're adding more and more cores to the process, we're actually seeing those clock rates going down because of the heat production that comes into place and thermal throttling being such a big factor. Mm, you know, AMD's yeah. new Threadripper 2 looks amazing with 32 cores <laughs> yeah but that's all server stuff you, you get it's when you start getting into the servers well like that's that yeah these are and, cores that are meant for like service or process lots of information at once but like your computer never needs that much stuff it's yeah. only when you have like 50 computers processing at once that it gets that high yeah no it's it's been kind of fascinating and even the uh Standalone computer models, which use a 16-core process for the Threadrippers, those ones, looking at the comparative studies on there, still can't, for average workloads, really stand out all that much. Even comparing when you're looking at video game performance, which Intel really has owned that market now for the better part of 10 years anyway, but their 6-core uh, 8700K, which... I now have um, <laughs> one story there. See, see, six cores, six yeah. cores, future proof. Yeah, yeah, that's just it. That six core system <laughs> is still outperforming AMD's 16 core option for most workload performances. There's some variance on there, but ultimately, for something that is only about a quarter the cost, is outperforming in most benchmark applications. Yeah, that's a really hard argument to go and make. And for the record, I am really impressed. I know there's a lot of AMD fanboys out there. I am really impressed with the rise in architecture. Hands down, AMD is finally a competitive option again. They haven't been for a long time, and they're finally back in the game and going and making something that I think is actually worrying Intel a little bit. Uh, well, especially if they get their seven nanometer process out by the end of the year, like they say. Because I've got AMD. And yeah. how I like to treat AMD versus Intel is it, the relation. I like to use a relation to cars. Mm -hmm. Intel is like a tuned sports car that you buy off the lot. You don't mm -hmm. touch it. It's already been engineered to work the best it can. If you touch it, you'll make it slower. So you just drive it as is. You get your speed out of it. Mm -hmm. AMD is like a like a domestic or is yeah d um, a domestic muscle car. You can beat the shit out of it, do all kinds of terrible things to it, and it'll keep on going. I 
my AMD, the things I overclocked my AMD to was really impressive. And it lasted for a long time to the point where it just like couldn't anymore. And I was just like, you know what? You're doing fine just at what you, you are. deserve a rest. You deserve yeah, you deserve a rest. <laughs> you can you can do things to AMDs and they're they're a hardy chip and they will take a beating. Uh and you can get you can squeeze as much speed out of them as you want. You can that was the thing, is like you could uh um you could take the chip, overclock it with its stock heat sink and get up to four point uh, for, I'm forgetting my numbers, but it was just like you could basically make it into an Intel and or slightly faster than an Intel with all just stock parts just by overclocking it. And I was like, wow, that's that's pretty impressive for just for what you can do to it, like just at home. So that's how I was treated. It's like Intel, if like you don't want to worry about it, you want just to buy a sport because it's, it's, Intel is always more expensive, too, is like you just buy your Intel, you pop it in and you, you leave it alone. It's just it's a mm-hmm. fine sports car. You drive. It's like getting in like a like a Lamborghini. You don't you don't go under the hood. You just you hit the gas and it goes. And you don't need to know any of that stuff. Where where uh, AMD is like a a muscle car that you spent time working on and getting faster and tuning up to what your specific uh, style of play. If I, if 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 that works, that's that's my <laughs> metaphor. That's how I've no. always treated it. They might be different now. Again, that's been seven. That's like seven years ago, and they've changed. Yeah. So. And I definitely will say, yeah, no, that's that's a great way of looking at it because um, I built several computers for people and I've used the Athlon FX series uh, chipsets and they've been good. And yeah, they are very easy to go and work with. Um, overclocking was a lot of fun and there wasn't a lot of restriction on that, whereas Intel does restrict their chips uh, to keep you from being able to do that unless you get a K series. Uh so that part works really well with AMD, but they've been lagging behind for so long. And even with more cores and uh, higher processing numbers, they still weren't able to go and meet the same kind of performance benchmarks. Enter Ryzen with their new refresh process. It's 10 nanometer versus 14 nanometer with Intel. They're... Uh, lower or lower heat production they've got more cores and they've got more uh threads to go and work with which a lot of people miss on how important that is especially for workstation machines amd has managed to come out with something that is inexpensive and highly versatile in the process those ryzen 5 and ryzen 7 chips are awesome whether you're using them for gaming or for workstation loads something that i can't actually say about intel with everything that they have you either go and buy something that is designed for a workstation or you buy something that's designed for more of a consumer grade uh, unit and you know can be really good at gaming like the 8700. But Ryzen is amazing and on how versatile they've made that. And it's definitely competitive in the marketplace now. When John had me building his computer, he did want to stick to something of a budget. But mm-hmm. even then going and doing the math, because I hadn't really looked at AMD in like 10 years. Like yeah. that's a brand that in a lot of respects had kind of fallen apart for me. It's like when I was in high school, these guys were competitive with Intel. And then the Athlon and FX series pieces came out. And it's like, this is, um, this is not great. It's not bad, but not great for the amount of money that they were asking. I would have expected a lot more out of them versus even some of the mid-level uh, 
uh, Intel Celeron or uh, Pentium 4 series units that were still available, you could get them for less and actually get a better overall responsiveness for the amount of money. That really upset me. And I'll admit, I also was kind of upset with them as well. I used to be a big Radeon fan. That was my favorite graphics card system. I was all about Crossfire. And then AMD bought them. Hmm. Yeah, we can see yep. on what their market share is now. Here we go, guys. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so proud of you and what you've done. Yeah. Just way to go. Uh, can I get a Vega card I actually want to put in my PC? <laughs> hmm. I don't even like Team Green, and I've got their 1080 in here. Come on, guys. Well, yeah, I don't know. that. I guess that happened to me too. I had I had a I had a read on, and then I don't know. I just it was it was the biggest bang for your buck. I, I didn't I need something that could run games good enough, but not didn't need too much. And then yeah. eventually, I just went to Nvidia because, yeah, I don't know. They're just there. They they work. They just started offering a better product. Yeah. Well, actually, what's really cool is like my radon. Like I I just used uh, the the HMD. H uh, HIMD or H HDMI, HDMI. fucking words <laughs> <laughs> acronyms. Uh. Um, like I just plugged it in and like I get I had it hooked up my TV and then you know, I got audio out of it and everything. And when I went over to Nvidia, I plugged in the HDMI and I was just like, why why am I not getting audio out of my HDMI anymore? And I go to my friend, I'm like, my 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 audio, my HDMI out of my graphics card isn't getting audio anymore. And he looked at me going. Well, yeah, it's a graphic card, it only does video. I'm like, but my radon did that. It was perfectly fine. You just plugged it in. You had audio and video out of my graphics card. And now this no no, my net my NVIDIA doesn't do that. And it's never done that. And I know oh, that's weird. Get it. So have huh. you ever tried like when you when yeah. I'm building my computer, just like now I have monitors that don't have that, and my speakers just come out of my sound spot and i've never had to do it anymore but when i had it hooked up to a computer i had it or to a tv it was fine so maybe oh. that was just a broken graphics card maybe i had a broken i think graphics. i think you had a broken graphics card because oh, shit yeah i have i have not had that problem yeah actually now that i think no yeah no do i get sound if i hook it up to my tv do i get sound out of it i don't know I might actually, actually, yeah, I think I do. I think it does work now because I hook up my vibe to my TV and then I'll just have my vibe set up in my living room with the TV and I'll do it. But like, I'm just using my vibe for the headset and it just, I, I kind of wonder maybe if you had a bad install on the card or something like that. Maybe it's weird. Yeah. Cause I don't know. But my friend was like flabbergasted. That I ever asked that question that I, if I was getting audio out of my video card, or my graphics card is just like, what do you mean? It's a graphics card. You don't get audio out of it. I'm like, yeah, because even my old 560 had HDMI audio output on there. Well, I thought everything does. That's the whole point <laughs> of HDMI is it gives you yeah. audio and video. Huh. Yeah. Now, it's even video. now, granted, I switched over to DisplayPort because of its uh, capability for a higher refresh rate and a lot more data. But even still, I have display cord going in, or display port going into my monitor, which doesn't even have speakers, and then I'm outputting that to my sound bar. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you go okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just the easiest way for cable management. 
it's a way of doing it like yeah i guess like uh, i could do that with mine because i got hdmi going to one of my monitors and monitors nowadays just have an audio out because they all have hdmi in yeah so but I that's could... also they have well mm. like do they also have an hdm because they have one so that you can so you can link your uh, computers your screens isn't it what are, what are you what are you trying to say here wait a minute okay so I'll, hold on you were talking mind. about. Like, I just realized something. Never mind. Were you, were about, you thinking about going and linking monitors and multiple yeah. display outputs? Isn't that what it's? Or am I thinking screens? something different? Well, your your graphics card is going to have multiple out ports, and then you're just going to yeah. have hooked up to each. So my okay. graphics card has two HDMI's and two DVI's. Okay, because when I've when I hooked up dual monitors before, it was I I hooked one monitor into the next monitor. Really? Yeah, because you can do pass through through HDMI. I guess, but then you would have just you wouldn't have split screen. You'd just have multiple continuous screen. Display. Yeah, you would no, have. Well, you, you would also, have. No, we set it up. So I was able to set it so that you could go from one screen to the next. That's how James's is set up. Ex- like well, ex- yeah, but that's that's extended display. Yeah, okay. So you've got to set it up her so you have it set up so that it's going and producing one solid image across multiple monitors. Yeah, and then you can go with your mouse all the way across. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do that kind of pass through, but you wouldn't be able to customize each monitor individually for outputs and whatnot. It's all got to run uh, through the same signal. That'd be the limitation. Oh, okay. So it would just yeah. treat one monitor as a giant monitor. It wouldn't be have two monitors? No, it like because when, like, when you when you go into the screen setup for it. Yeah. It just says, okay, what side is the other one? Is this all together, or in what direction is the monitor? So it's one monitor, not two. Like, it's like, two monitors, but it, the computer thinks it's one monitor. Yeah, it's producing it across, like, it thinks that's one screen, even though it's two monitors. So you can do mm. pass-through like that, but there's a limit to it when you do that. Oh, because is. you're only going to be, yeah, because you're only going to be getting enough data through there um, and I don't think the DisplayPort uh, supports this anymore. I think this was just an HDMI thing. The problem with that is that, yes, you could get two monitors to work together in tandem and have it set up that way. But the two monitors would have to be same resolution on there. So you wouldn't be able to go and offset them. You wouldn't be able to go and do like what I do because I've got my monitors set up uh, in portrait mode over here on my right screen. And on the left screen, I've got it set up in landscape the way that's traditionally done on there you wouldn't be able to do configurations like that and because of that you'd also be going and splitting resources across those two screens through one connection so trying to game on something like that in addition to having your crosshair right in the middle of two screens uh you'd end up going that's not the way that's not the way that it, it would work for for me like for example i could have like something over here i would be watching a video over here i'd be gaming on my main screen no, or I think maybe that's because, or maybe that's because I like, I can't remember if that's how James has his setup or something like no, that. Or maybe he doesn't. I'm... You're talking about that when he had the TV and the monitor set up. He had that on two different out ports, Cole. Mm, maybe. Yeah, I'm that'd be the way you'd have to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, like, I was yeah, listening, I, listening yeah, to what you're talking about. I was like, it does not make sense because I know okay. his setup and it was, it didn't. Yeah. Another no, way that I figured that one out. Cole okay. was wrong. That was the answer. Yeah, I was wrong. Another way that I have done it because I know you can extend laptop laptop screens as well. 
and you can plug another laptop screen in there as well. And I've done well, that that's, before. That's also a different thing, though. That's an out port. So the laptop is one signal, and then it's got an out going to another signal, which you can mm-hmm. duplicate or extend. And that's how yeah. laptops... But laptops have to have that out port. And if they don't have it, then you can't extend your display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a yeah. built-in thing. So... Because I've yeah. done that as well. So Okay. Because of my future setup, I'm planning on having a dual dual screens, so... Dual screens seem standard now. Doesn't everyone have dual screens? Like, it seems... Not everybody, but... It's become much more common for either video game enthusiasts or for anybody that does any workstation stuff. Like, this is a weird thing for me because I went over the top and I went from single monitor to three monitors. And I actually Mm. hated three monitors. Yeah. I don't know what you do Even though I did have... Yeah, I had a lot of capability with it. I could do a lot with it, technically. I never found myself doing anything with it. Like, uh, the only just, way I could see, like, d- dual screens, or so triple screen, sorry, working for me is if I was the streamer. If you're uh, a streamer, I guess. Because because the have... way I see it, like, especially I mean, if you're gaming with other people, one screen holds my Discord, one screen holds my dashboard for... for, for for my stream and all my other stuff like that and chat while the third holds the game. And even that, I, I think that that definitely is an option on there, but even then um, there was something I did not realize was as big of an item as it's apparently is, excuse me, but streaming decks, I guess have gotten very popular. Yeah, especially Steam decks, among... yeah. Steam decks. Yeah. Because, yeah, now they've got ones that have full built-in touchscreens at this point. So they're able to go and have everything going and running there. So you've got all your monitor controls and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So talking yeah, to people at PAX. scenes and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, because um, Corsair and uh, ROG, both of them ended up running out of those on day one that they were doing special deals on. Because that's become like the method so yeah. talking to a lot of people that had bought them and just kind of asking, why are you going this route instead of just using regular monitor inf- uh, interfaces? All of them are saying the same thing. It's hard to go and keep track of everything going on when you have it spread over the course of your entire periphery. Mm, yeah. To have something that you can just quickly access and not even necessarily need to look at it mm-hmm. to be able to go and access. It's easier yeah. just to have one monitor set up that you have... Uh, any sort of audio communication software, whether it be Discord or some other service, and to be able to go and have all your Twitch chat set up just in a separate menu beside it, and then just have your primary vision screen, which is either the game that you're working on or your feedback monitor if you're doing something that's not gaming related. It's like, yeah. wow, that was not what I was expecting to go and get out of PAX. Yeah, the most common thing that I've heard with people with stream decks, especially, is that they have all their scenes for OBS attached mm-hmm. to it, so that if they want to go from their close-up, like, you know, you, you've watched streamers before. Oh, yeah. You can see that there's that one, the welcome one, where it's just them and their screen, and they're, they have stuff going around all around them sometimes. There's the kind of, like, the corner mode with the game, and then there's kind of a be right back or the stream's ending. Like that style of thing, and they'd have all that on their stream deck, and then they'd have a little bit of extra stuff for fun, like sound effects or something like secondary, like on on command sound effects or stuff like that. And then everything else is modified, is auto, is auto mm-hmm. made the like sub sounds, tip notes, uh, tips, um, 
no, what's the last one? Um, cheers. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a broadcasting like setup now. Like what you would yeah, do. That's literally it is, and that's what I'm. I'm hoping to end up doing it at one point. So you're gonna start doing that. Yeah, I already did at one point. It just I just can't with my laptop because it's just not strong enough. <laughs> I guess, but like I guess at that point you have one game, one game, uh, one screen doing games, and then your other screen you'd have even to the point of like split screening stuff. So you'd have part because that's the way we did when we did like some streaming stuff. Is like I had I could run it all off of my tablet. I could stream mm-hmm. off of that, and so mm-hmm. I just have my OBD up and then my. Like, yeah, my Surface was, I was streaming off my Surface. We had it hooked up to the camera, had two cameras, and I could switch between cameras. And I don't know. I never did anything with chat, though, was the thing. is like I would just have the OBD up, and then I would just pop things OBS, over. Yeah. Pop, OBS. Pop, pop. Uh, OBS on yeah. board. Yeah. What did I say? OBD? OBD yeah. reader? Onboard diagnostic yeah. reader? But yeah, so I would essentially that's the setup I usually hear most people having nowadays. Um, some people find Stream Decks too complicated. Some people just don't know how to set up. A lot of people find them tricky to set up, apparently. But that yeah, might just, that might have been that. just when they first came out. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So not, no one's ever gonna get, sure. not going to get three screens. I guess it just seems too much of an information input overload that there's just like i know like another some people like having like a stream like a third i could see this third screen being something like okay i need to look up something but i don't need my it covering my game so i'm just gonna put it over here but it, and then not yeah. covering anything else uh, i i guess like yeah but like, like i i can make an argument for that use case but even still i mean having tried could... to but no, like most of the people that I hear that have three screens are streamers. Like yeah. the best way I could see it is like you have one for your game, one for all your um, peripherals. Uh, and- uh, yeah, I would say like all your all your uh, broadcasting stuff. Uh, and then one can be just for chat. Yeah. So you just have it big for chat so you can see it easy. It'll just take up a whole screen and then you just see it. Um, and then so you can have basically, yeah, your one's your prime, your other's all your diagnostic, everything that's running everything. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you just can quickly see what you need to see on there. Then one is just big for chat. And that's all it is, is like a glorified chat screen, which you could have in the um, profile. And then you just see chat better that way in profile. Yeah. yeah, that's the best way I can see it. Other than that, like if you need to look stuff up, it's tablets, just tablets and phones. If you need to look something up, I guess it looks yeah. unprofessional though. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's professional. In yeah, there, there, there's a balance, I think, and I think part of it also has to do with what kind of stuff you're going and doing. Because even then, while I could make an argument for the third monitor on there, at that point, if you're getting to a technical level where you need to have that level of control while you're streaming. At that point, you should probably go and have some sort of a support to go and help you. Start hiring Which, people. That's true. That, yeah. Well, that's just it. And we're seeing a lot of guys doing that these days, mostly more YouTube personalities. But even I've seen a few Twitch streamers where they're actually going and hiring people to go and manage uh, cameras or to go and monitor the streams themselves. To Which go one and make are you sure talking that... about? Because I can think of one, but that's because he produces the whole damn thing and it's his channel. Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> I'm thinking of It's Me JP, who well, produces like three different ro- role play games, even though he's not uh, 
even though he's not ever playing so all, most of them, but he's always there switching between cameras. <laughs> he's the one controlling camera scenes and everything. So yeah, no, that's just it. It's the world has changed in terms of on how that works. I mean, we're really in the infancy of streaming as far as that's yeah. concerned. So it's hard to it's say what the best way of doing it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, uh, uh, well, anyways, um, we, we all digress. Let's go back. We started this about talking about crossplay with Sony and gotta go back, back to the past. We have to go back. (laughs) We have to go back, Marty. Back to the future. Um, with that, uh, I think I think that's I think that's a good we we had a literally back to the future. We're at the end now. (laughs) Talk about computers there, which is impressive. I like talking about computers. I enjoy computers. Uh, coming from crossplay, clearly it's stuff that's on our mind of changing. Well, well, technically it is kind of because. Like a lot of people have talked, like kind of popping into the crossplay factor. A lot of people say that crossplay will ruin some game competitive games. Why? The simple re- well, so, well, some people's like there's the concept like peripheral, the peripheral, the controller peripheral. versus keyboard and mouse versus touch on a mobile phone. Yes, all of those three, and just saying like how much how much control and how like. If a PC player plays against a good player with a um, with a controller, will the will the, some say that the the keyboard will always win? Um, well, I recently just saw the argument where a pair, if you're playing against someone with in VR, the VR person will always win. The VR person will. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting argument to make. The reason why I saw they said that is because. You have much more in VR, like for in a shooter, for example. You can literally hide behind the corner and just t- kind of just tip around and stick your gun out the window and start shooting. Like, I think that's like still... I've watched. I've watched it happen, and I've seen an example of it. In a VR versus computer. Okay, um, VR okay. versus like t- like on a like on a computer. What game was this? Um, I gotta look up the name. I'll find it later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, I'm gonna call it. We're calling it. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta say, I gotta say one thing on this. One thing. What are you gonna <laughs> Just say? Because I was blown away the other day. So, um, PlayStation Four has had keyboard and mouse support um, really since version two point but very few games have built in support for it at this point. Microsoft and uh, who is it? Razer uh, just announced a partnership. Because they're finally going and bringing mouse and keyboard support to Xbox One. Oh. Mm-hmm. So we're even starting to go and see the consoles getting into that system. Because I think with the advent of crossplay finally happening, even before Sony said anything, because of on how well that's been going and because of on how... This is a weird one to think about. PC gamers have really adopted uh, gamepad controlling a lot in the last couple of years, especially with Steam adding support with like big picture mode and all that. Mm -hmm. We've seen that becoming more and more of a standard thing for some types of play, but like first person shooters, yeah, keyboard and mouse has a distinct advantage. The responsiveness is a lot faster. Now we're starting to see it going the opposite direction as well. So gaming is becoming ironically more uniform, even though it's more divisive than ever with how you play. Crazy how that works. Well, yep. I don't know. I've I, I've known you could hook up your keyboard and mouse to your P uh, play, PS4 for the longest time now. Like, yeah. But I guess I never really 
yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's got USB ports. It works the same way as a computer. You can do it. And then I've always used, there's a lot of games I play on computer that work way better with the controller than anything. So anything with driving is way better with it. That's how I play GTA is with that. And then if exactly. I ever have to shoot something, I'll just quickly slide over to my mouse because it like recognizes both inputs at all times, which is super awesome. Yes. So if we're playing GTA, it's just like I'm just driving around with my controller. It's just like, oh, I got to shoot this guy and I actually have to like hit him. So I'll just move my hand down. Sometimes I'll play with both because it's way easier to move with the controller and shoot with a mouse. So I'll have the one hand on the controller moving my character around and looking and then i'll have my mouse doing the aiming and then that's how i play gta sometimes and then that's how i'm so good and better at it than you are at all times <laughs> and with that i'd like to oh, thank you for being here <laughs> uh, so um thanks everyone for being here uh of course uh if you're listening to this you already know that you can check us out on soundcloud and itunes and google play music podcast slash podcast go in the podcast section of google play music tell your friends about that because that one's weird to find google play music huh it's also Also, available apparently through chrome podcasting which is a thing chrome podcasting hey i guess i guess so there you go that's a thing um talk to us we like to hear things i always like to hear people uh so that's why he's here because yeah (laughs) Twitter, Twitter at Soccer Rangers. We're there. Soccer Rangers podcast at Gmail. We're there. Facebook, Soccer Rangers podcast. We're there. Instagram, Soccer Rangers podcast. We're there. We're everywhere. Talk to us. Show us things. Do things. And our pink ranger has appeared at the very, very end of the podcast. Hey, Amy, say hi to everybody. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been (laughs) Soccer Rangers. (laughs) If you want to listen to more of our podcast, you can find us on Apple. Oh, we, we just did that. <laughs> I did oh, fucking damn it. I, did, I, did, I literally just did all that stuff. So um, unless you want to do it again, I don't know. Where, what, what haven't I said? We got Instagram. We got Facebook. We got what's, what's new and hot? We got to get an oh, open your ear. <laughs> oh, don't die. Um, Choking on your own spit. It's yeah. Hot. Find us at Choking Your Own Spit. I don't know what kind of a platform that is, but you can find us there, I'm sure. I guess so. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Go home. We're done. Hi, or if you're already home, turn off the podcast, take your plugs out, and go away. Yeah. And go do something fun, like masturbate. Ha! <laughs> I mean, or play a video game. That's or, why not? Why both not at the same time? Why not both? Challenge yourself. Though.